0: Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. It's
1: Wednesday, July 26, 2017. I'm Mike Dowler and this is Conversations: A new era has begun for Conversations, and of course, of course, as always, as I always start, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And uh, I want to uh, first off say uh, a few things before we begin the night. We've got uh, a great co-host and a wonderful guest who's a returning guest, and I'll explain that in just a second. Um, as many of you know, as of uh, July 16th, Next Big Thing Radio and Conversations parted ways. I want to thank those at next Thing radio for a phenomenal three years um it was uh, a ride and it's still going to be a ride um i wish everyone well over there and right now basically conversations is alive and well and uh it's the same show the same format it's all about the guests just a conversation kind of our slogan here and uh certainly um more great shows on the way so uh, I appreciate our audience followed us over, and our new listeners. So quickly, I'll go and explain what conversations is. Conversations is a podcast. It's bi-weekly, usually on Wednesdays, at least for now, and it streams live on the web as well as become as a podcast in a couple of days later. So again, uh, great shows. 30 to 45 minutes of organic conversation. All about the guest. Folks come on here for the most part because they enjoy talking about themselves. And for me, that's okay. That's the whole idea of this podcast. So again, thank you so much for tuning in and thanks for supporting. Uh, Two ways to get a hold of us, of course, like us on Facebook. So facebook.com slash conversations, the podcast on Twitter, we're at converse radio. So that's at C-O-N-V-E-R-S radio, all one word. If you want to email us, you're more than welcome. You can go to, uh, it's going to be um, conversationspod at gmail.com. Again, conversationspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear you, uh, maybe as well. Great, uh, great show uh, moving forward. A gorgeous day, a humid day in Los Angeles. And all of our participants tonight are local. Some closer than others, but that's okay. Uh, First of all, our co-host is a returning are, are as is a returning guest to conversations he is an actor he's a writer his dad's a writer his whole family is uh involved in this uh in the business uh he's uh Mateus ward Mateus has been on shows like hostages lab rats he's also in a new film called the meatest man in texas which his dad co-wrote with don Humphries, and uh, he plays uh the title character in that so uh we'll bring him in and again i when i when i when I met, when I thought about our guest tonight, I thought Mateus was the perfect fit for this. So without further ado, Mateus Ward, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Glad to have you in with us tonight. Glad to be back. And uh, certainly, again, you've this is not your first trip to the rodeo, so no. so you know what's going on. And uh, you got a lot going on. By the way, not too long ago we had your buddy on here, uh, Tyrell Jackson Williams yes yeah he came on and had a blast as well everyone has fun on this show it's it's it, that's it's it's the the nature of it it's so organic there's just no script i have no list of questions anything like that it's just it's just like you're sitting in this virtual coffee house which our guests will know all about that <clears throat> excuse me but uh what are you up to Mateus? well
2: right now i am uh doing the actor thing auditioning i am uh I've got a couple projects in the works that I currently can't talk about, but exciting stuff coming soon.
1: Um, I love that, by the way. I can't talk about it. I always I say that.
2: <laughs> it it's honestly really fun to say. Yeah. It feels like I'm up to stuff that's way more important than it actually is.
1: Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> of course, Meanest Man in Texas is doing, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, you, you, hear, you hear indie film, you think, yeah. But you guys, you guys have really made a go of this, and it's doing phenomenal.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of, of the, of how it's being received. Uh, and So that it's been really fun.
1: And as you should, of course, um, lab routes uh, episodes are still floating around somewhere. You can look at those, and of course, hostages <laughs> as well. Um, hostages is the main reason why I don't ride buses anymore. So there you go. That's i murder in the first, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, murder in the first, brother. Yeah, that's right. You. Have you been, been on every single T V show? You're like you're like on a lot of T V shows.
2: <laughs> I, I, I always uh, I always like to joke. I either come on for one season or come on for the season finale and end it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very I'm cool. Be, I'm gonna
2: be that guy known to be the death of shows.
1: There you go. Oh god, don't don't say that. That's
2: that's right? yeah, that's
1: yeah. You don't want that's bad karma. You don't wanna you, you want you wanna right? succeed in this business and and you coincidence. Are. Total yeah, coincidence. Exactly. And um so Thanks for coming in tonight and helping us out for um, season two, episode one. We're calling this "of conversations." I want to get right into this because uh, this is a, a, a huge guest. Of course, when I called you yesterday about that, you were like, "Yeah, I'm down." <laughs> yeah, you know. And um, this this is a this is a this could be a screenplay in itself. Our guest tonight is Rockney O'Bannon. Rockney is a producer and writer writing and producing and creating some of the biggest shows on television today and in the back of the day. Big Break, of course, was back uh, in the 80s with Amazing, amazing Stories. Um, he's done Alienation, uh, Sequest, Defiance. Your favorite was V. I understand, Mateus. Yeah, is that V, Constantine, yeah. Revolution. Just so many. And the cool thing is he grew up with parents that were in the business, and we'll get into that. But I want to say hi to Rock Neil Bannon. Rock, how are you? I'm
0: good, Mike. How are you doing?
1: Doing well, and thanks for joining us on uh, Season 2. My pleasure. Episode 1. And again, I mentioned that before. Your your parents were in the business. Your mom was a dancer at MGM?
0: Yeah, I mean, Mateus and I have that in common, that we both have, we're both both second generation. You may be third. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, my uh, my mother was a uh, one of the contract dancers at MGM, like in, back in the 30s and things, and... Um, if you look at those great old Busby Berkeley musicals, you know, uh, black and white with, you know, um, huge dance numbers, she's in there somewhere. She's always in there somewhere. And um, her biggest um the place where you can see her most clearly um is in a movie called Girl Crazy with uh, Mickey Rooney and-, and Judy Garland. Oh yeah. And you can actually fi- you can find the clip on you can actually find the clip on YouTube and there's a number um uh called um uh oh, I forget what it's called. But It's um uh it's, it's uh girl crazy is about, um, a, uh, Mickey Rooney's this ca- kind of playboy in New York. And then he gets in trouble. So his father sends him to a dude ranch. But at the beginning, he's at this nightclub and they pull him up on stage. And he does, he does a, a number and all that. And there's a lot of show girls dancing around him. <laughs> and at the very end of the number, there's a woman, a very tall woman, certainly taller, who comes out and <laughs> does an Apache dance with him, knocks him around the stage. And that's my mother. So, wow. um, uh, uh, yeah, so it's cool to have that on online where I can see it when people go, oh, your mother was a dancer. I go, yeah, just go to that clip and watch <laughs> the last the last you know forty five seconds of it. Um, so she did that, and my dad was a gaffer, a lighting guy, um, uh, for forty years at Warner Brothers. And I so I used to go visit sets with him all the time, and he would bring home armloads of scripts for me to read. This kind of how I, you know learn the the script form, um, and as long obviously long before there was uh, you could get you know lots of scripts online. So that's kind of how I learned, you know, what, uh, how, especially how to write scripts, but how to, you know, what the, what the form was and all that. So, yeah, it was an interesting beginning.
1: And, and that was, I mean, I mean, that's, what a, what a, what a, what a way to, uh, to grow up. And you wrote your, you wrote your first screenplay at 10, and I'm sure that this is going to inspire Mateus, although Mateus is a little older than 10 now, but tell us about (laughs) that. Yeah, he's, 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 (laughs) it's too late for him. He's,
0: if, you, if, you, if you're you not 10 then you might as well just forget i'm am I'm
2: an old man in this industry
1: yeah
0: no, yeah no. and i didn't i just for the for the record i didn't sell my script at, at 10 years old <laughs> um, but i but I was that i knew even then what I wanted to do and i and i you know was writing then and then uh, and it happened to be uh you know uh curiously it was as a pilot you know a spec pilot um and uh 19 years later i actually sold something so um but I kept writing that's, that's amazing, and
1: again that's,
2: the you, that's... go ahead Mateus. oh no that's 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 that was just saying that's the industry that's
0: yeah, isn't it I know it's, all too well, well. mhm, and it's and believe me, I'm so blessed that i that I was actually you know uh managed to succeed as a writer because I have absolutely no other appreciable skills at all. I'm hopeless around the house um you know I, I really can't do anything else, so um you know i'm very I'm very grateful that that I uh, actually kind of you know made it over over that wall you know um which not many people do. To, yeah it's it, well it's it's the biggest it's the biggest hurdle to get over in the business which is going from and there's lots of hurdles believe me but huh. there but the biggest one is going from unproduced writer to produced writer and um and nothing will teach you faster than actually Getting into a situation where you're you're having to write professionally. I had, a, I had a, a young man who helped me with my computer some years ago, and he and he was an aspiring writer. And I read his material, and it was all good material, but you could just tell it was there. He had a, a, an innocence about him, and a and, a, and a, a obviously a lack of kind of sophistication about the business. And then uh, he ultimately got on staff on a, a very small. I think it was like a remake of The Munsters or something on on somewhere on uh, like you know Disney Channel or something. And, um, and I talked to him like a few months after he'd been on staff on that show, and he just had that look in his eye. It was just so different because he knew what it was like to mm-hmm. be writing professionally and be writing for where actors have to say the lines and, this, and, the, and you have to have scripts and material in, you know, it ha- they have to have something to shoot tomorrow. So you, you know, you can't like just kind of worry over it. you have to actually get it done. So um, you, know, it, was, it was funny to kind of watch that that transition, you got that, that, you know, five mile stare, you know, that, that, yeah. that professional writers, you know, definitely. that the professional writers get. So.
2: <laughs> What's- no, there's definitely a difference when you, when you start working, when you start doing something professionally, you start to see it in a whole, whole new light.
0: Yeah. And as you know, I mean, it's it, it, the, I, I'm very big on writing for the actors. I, I, I you know, I, they truly are. And as a producer, too, it's it's that my relationship with the actors is super important. And because they really are, uh, you know, my the true the truest partners in trying to bring a character, you know, um, to life and on screen and all that. And so I'm very attuned to, um, uh, uh, you know, what what is what works for them, what doesn't work, what's easy certainly make, creating scenes that that play that give them something to play um, right. i forget who who it was who said you know the hardest line for an actor to say is um, tennis anyone because <laughs> because there's nothing you know i mean there's no attitude there's no you know you know i mean i guess you would have played tennis but you know there's there's, there's no there's no what behind it there's nothing to really play but if you if, if the actor has something, you know, to really, um, you know, uh, to t- t- sink his teeth into in terms of some sort of emotion or, or, or need or something. Um, yeah, it just, you know, give them something, oh. to, it gives the foundation. So,
2: yeah, that's, that's, that's something I think is so important. It's, it's so, it's so nice to hear that. Um, cause there's a lot of instances and you can tell the difference between a smart writer who writes for his actors, you know, and, mm-hmm someone who who who's not paying attention to that aspect and and the actors feel it and and uh you know it just
0: no it's that's really great yeah I think I think a lot of people are afraid of actors a lot of directors are afraid of actors yeah I mean
2: all insane
0: yeah look well, <laughs> yes okay. so th- therefore that's why I have a, a tremendous uh you know uh, uh, you know continuity with them I, you know um an affinity <laughs> with, with you know with, that, with the insanity but it, no I think and a lot of uh, the filmmakers in particular I think who come out of film school uh, at least in you know in in the you know uh past um are are very um steeped in the, in the technical side but perhaps less so in dealing with actors so I think film schools you know um now are being a little bit more cognizant of that and, and are adding more acting you know connecting with actors and 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 uh, those sorts of things in into the in into the um you know requirements for for their their film students which i think is is, is Important. It was really ma-
1: smart. Yeah. When Mateus and I were talking yesterday, we we uh, a good question came up about about a good screenplay, a good script. What drives a good screenplay or a good a good um, story or a, a TV show? Is it the story or is it the characters? How important is it to find that
0: that mix? And where do where do you lean on that? Yeah. There. Um... They're 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 very hard to to separate those two. I mean, I guess you you, you kind of can, but they you shouldn't separate those two. Um, the story really should come from the character. And um, to, uh, um, to uh, there's I have three post on above my computer screen, which are the three things that I'm always trying to you know accomplish or blend into anything I do. Uh, one is idea. Um, uh, if you look at the things that I've done in the past they're all, because they're kind of science fiction or, or um, genre-based, usually, um, uh, they have a, you know, a, a, the idea is very important to it. So idea, um, uh, you know, and to engage an audience with a really intriguing notion of something is, is really important to me. Um, um, emotion is is the, is the second card, and that's entirely about character. And, you know, what is it, that's going to allow the audience uh, uh, to really hook into a character and really have, um, ideally, a, you know, a, a visceral response to the material so that they're not just watching it, but they really are to you know, the degree that I, I can accomplish it and the, and the film accomplishes it um, to really kind of, you know, to have an experience, to, to really kind of feel what the, the character's feeling. And then the third thing is spectacle, because I just, um, what I consider, I'm always, I'm always big on as writers in my... St- writers of my staff you know writing staff in my rooms writing rooms. knows I'm very big on on what I call promo moments so yeah. I'm always kind of at some point in the midst of kind of breaking a story, I'll kind of just you know if we're all kind of like you know blurring or running down you know in terms of like coming up with with scenes or or, or the structure of the piece, I'll say, okay, let's just say, let's spend a few minutes and just just throw up on the whiteboard anything a bunch of just promo moments what if, if we were going to see the promo promo for this episode what are the big moments that they will pull out of all you know the 43 minutes of film that they've got for this hour and you know what are they gonna, what are they going to highlight and it isn't just spectacle to me isn't just explosions or car chases or, or anything like that things that are expensive it's also big emotional character moments it's a slap, or it's a it's a yelling, or it's a it's a someone crying, or it's something that's a big again. It's 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 spectacle in its own way, and will be something that'll be um, you know used in, in in the promo for the episode. But it's really helpful because again, if you have a room full of writers, then people are just throwing stuff out there, and it'll it, you'll you you might get a list of twenty things, and you know five of them may be the sorts of things that'll actually fit into the story, but those 20 things will give you a a whole other perspective on kind of all the big things that could come out of the show. And then if if you've got, if 10 of them work, if 10 of them are awesome, then you're really kind of, um, you know, working hard to kind of build the story to, you know, organically include those, which is awesome because now you've got 10 things that are worthy of being a promo moment already built into the in, in into the story and so right. um, those are the three things that they that, that are super super important to me and then the main thing I just ask people all the time right up front is um, every every story uh, movie you know movie TV whatever it is book whatever um, there's some there's an essential appeal to it and to me it's like okay what's the essential appeal of this and basically it's what is based on this idea that we're doing what is the audience kind of expecting to see? I mean, um, not that you have to like go right down the center of the plate and give them exactly, but it's but there is something when you when you start a story, you're basically making a promise to the audience that watch this show and you you, you know you will be thrilled, you'll be entertained, you'll be surprised, you'll be right. um hooked into this character sure um and I've kind of you know phrased that as essential appeal because if you know what that essential appeal is. Um, then you've got um, a kind of, you know, a, a tent pole um, to kind of make sure that everything else doesn't, doesn't, you know, uh, get too far afield from what that essential appeal of the story is. And, and it, it seems to work very well. And I mean, I do it when, obviously when I write uh, my own stuff, but um, it's also, you know, uh, with writing stuff, so I'm very big on, on, you know, on making sure we go back to that. So
2: that's really interesting. That's, that's really smart. There's not a lot of I haven't heard a lot of writers focus on that, and I always thought that was it's such an important aspect. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's really I, I'm I'm kind of just sitting back soaking it in. It's it's an honor to hear your your process. It's really cool.
0: No, thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been doing it for a while, so yeah. So um yeah, and you, you and, know and, what you talked about a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. but it's and it's also it's to me it's really important. Um, it it it, it a writing and I, look I'll do certainly it's, uh, on a, on on a startup show I'll do a lot of writing and rewriting on the show. It's just incumbent upon you know, the showrunner to to do that. Um, but I, I really love to you know I want to try to get the, the the individual writers as vested in their story as vested as possible in the story um, in their story. So again, we may be breaking a story. So I don't do this up front because it's it's too early. But we'll be breaking a story, and we'll kind of be trying to work it out. And at some point, I'll just ask the writers, if once we've assigned, we know which writer is going to be writing that particular episode. Then I really kind of ask them, you know, when we break for the day, to say, just go home and think about it as you're driving home and driving in tomorrow morning or whatever. Just think about, you know, what is it about this particular story that resonates for you? And if and if there isn't anything already in it, what could we add to it, or what could it be so that this story... I want it to I want this episode for the writer to be their favorite episode of the show so far even if they've written other other favorites in the past I want them to their aim to be to make this particular episode their their favorite episode um, and again you don't necessarily you're not guaranteed to, to achieve that but right. if you if you're going for that then you really best some stuff of yourself in it and it so helps me as the showrunner because I will get the absolute best from those writers because now there's something personal about this story to them that may not ever come out. It may not be real obvious on on film, but it's it's obvious to them and it touches them and I'll get the very best from them and that you know it, so it's a twofer because they're feeling really you know vested in the show and in that particular episode and 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 feel they're being fulfilled as as writers you know on on somebody else's show. Um, and it's awesome for me because I'm getting their very, very best because show running is just the hardest freaking job in the world. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I Not envy that job that that is. And every set, I'm just like, how do you guys do this?
0: You're it's just exhausted. You're in every every moment. You're in every you know, it's look, it's wonderful to, to wield that power, you know, because every decision and every everything comes out, you know, it comes back to you. But it's just as it's 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 all consuming. So when you get the very best, you really want the very best script from the from the other writers, because then you know, ideally, you'll have um, you know some less amount of work to do um, right. to kind of conform it. And um, yeah, because you want to be able to spend a little bit of time on the weekend, you know, with your family. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. I think
1: I think we last time we talked about your your longest your longest run um at writing uh, in a row and I think you pulled you pulled a couple of all nighters, didn't you, Rodney?
0: yeah, on on startup shows you're just again, um uh, you mentioned Farscape, which went four years, but the of uh, the first um I wrote or rewrote the, the all of the first eleven episodes and then it started to slow it started to spread out because I, I found writers who were getting who got it, were getting it and i um uh and and uh and and they'd seen examples of the show through the first eleven, so then i i did i got to do less of that um through the, the latter part of the first season, but it just it never stops you're always kind of like you know kind of running it through your computer but um yeah it's just it's just the thing because you know because you're you you carry it in your head and you know kind of you you know these characters and um uh, and nobody else does when you it's a startup show it 's not like you know it 's not like you ha- you 've had four seasons of the mentalist or you know or star star trek where everybody kind of gets it um you're you're you know often there isn 't even film there may be a, you know the pilot to look at um but but right. beyond that you know um you're not you don't you don 't have a lot of the other writers don 't have a lot you know a big backlog of sure. of Um, uh, material to to kind of base their creative decisions on. And so, um, yeah, it really falls on the showrunner. And look, it's, you know, that's the nature of the job.
1: The shows you've worked on, whether it be be created or produced or have written, uh, have had a lot of longevity. I mean, seasons and seasons and seasons. Revolution Mm -hmm. did very well. Uh, V did very well. Cult did very well. Farscape, of course, well, that's your pride and joy. And everybody's always... You Know, I'm sure when you go to the conventions like Comic Con and WonderCon, I'm sure that comes up a lot with, with just the Farscape thing, Farscape.
0: Yeah, that's the one, that's the one, um, because uh, it was a very big kind of exotic show, and you know, it, it just happened to hit at exactly the right time. It was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for the, the Sci Fi channel, which is a very new channel at the time, um. We shot it in Australia, um, so there, and, and the Australian dollar to the American dollar was two to one at that time. Oh. So, you know, there's a, yeah, so it was awesome. Um, so we had a lot of money, um, and uh, to get the, 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 the um, rebates and things that we got from shooting in Australia, we had to do everything in Australia. So we posted it there. Um, you know, we had Ben Browder, the lead, was essentially the only American actor that we brought down that was in the show, so everybody else was Australian, which, and they and they have a, a, a you know a, a, a different training. They're trained. The actors are trained differently. They have a different sure. acting style. They're, they're far more like the, like like the British. They're far more classically trained. Uh, ben happened to be classically trained and actually trained in England, um, but it's still a different. You know, Ben's experience was mostly you know in in in, in America, and so it was a, that helped us a lot too because he was a character. Um, ben played a, a, a human from Earth who who accidentally one day gets shot through a wormhole. Could happen and uh, ends up in like the other end of the of the of the galaxy and uh, among everybody else is an alien. And it was produced by the Jim Henson Company, so there was a lot of you know puppets and animatronics and, and all that sort of thing. And and so, um, but shooting it and having been there in Australia just made it that much more because it was just baked into it that he was a man outside his normal um you know uh comfort zone, and then the Australians are just wonderfully creatively crazy people, so we had all those <laughs> that kind of road warrior you know george george miller kind of you know um sensibility um to to just in terms of production design exotic locales that you know you obviously wouldn't get if you were shooting you know uh, here in los angeles you get you have Vasquez rocks and that's kind of, that's right kind of yeah it, yeah. You know, yeah um so, uh, uh, all that kind of came together to, to just make the show and, and, and then sci-fi channel, which was just wanted us to be as kind of bold and out there as possible. So, you know, um, and we, you, we took that and ran with it. So though, you, that was, that was an awesome, uh, experience and everybody was great. And
1: you mentioned logistics and the, and the planning and, and, and the scouting and, 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 you know, you look at credits and of course, you know, um, Mateus can, uh, contest this as well um but uh it takes a lot of folks to uh to do something like this i mean when you see 10 minutes of credits um it's each one of those people who earn their money for sure
0: yeah no it's it, it, um uh and they're they're every one of them is it, what's interesting is it's it, it, there's artistry in absolutely every aspect of the show you know of, of, yeah. of putting on putting together a show or any show yeah um yeah. So, I mean, I've, you know, when I talk to film classes and such, you know, I may be talking to people who are there on a, you know, obviously a lot of writers and directors, but there's people that are there on like, you know, cinematography track or an editing track or whatever. And I always tell everyone, you should, even if you're not interested in writing as a career, as part of your thing, you should be just trying to break a story and kind of writing, you know, a script just for yourself, because... Everything that all of us do, everyone on the set, everyone involved with the show is all ultimately is funneled to the same mission, which is to make the best show or movie possible. And that's absolutely literally it's everybody because, I mean, you could you could you could take it down to the assistants who are there, who, you know, it would, if if they do their jobs right, um, it helps to, to, you know, grease the rails to um, to help, um, those who are making, you know, uh, you know, higher end, creative decisions, craft service in terms of what they're providing that, that, you know, makes the crew happy and, you know, and gives them you know, kind of surprises them when they go over the craft service table and there's something, it's not just the usual, you know, M and M's in an orange or you know whatever, it's something different or you know, they, you know, they've got an unusual dip for the you know, that, that kind of gets everybody off the set for a second to kind of come over and and check it out and right. it's creative and it's, and it's and it's kind of exciting and it just stirs people who, who you know who might you know in the later half of the day start to get a little you know loggy and 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 you know uh you know um start to you know kind of just get into a lull There's sure. something that kind of spurs them a bit and that's just craft service that's just you know you know food on the set you know yeah. so everybody and and um uh so yeah, no. Every every name you see um, on on especially the, you know the very long credits you sit through on Marvel movies just <laughs> usually just to see the uh, you know whatever the the tag scene is that they put on it. Um, but all of those people on it um, are really uh, you know in, in their own way are, and you know have obviously are an, a, a an important may not a big may not be a big cog, but they are they they have contributed something. Um, you know to the whole sure um, no i mean one, one everyone's uh, on a on a
2: incredible film set you've got everyone on their a game and and with that you you get a much better film i think i think it, it it's truly a, a team effort mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people you know don't see that you see the actor on the screen you don't see the 5 or 10 people it took to uh get that actor made up and ready the people who helped them prepare the people holding the Big white board, the the bounce making them yeah. look. You know, there's a lot of it's a lot of you know work that doesn't get credit. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's
0: you know. No, you're right. You're right because because you really it is like you say. You know, the 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 one of the electricians is holding the the bounce board or something. You know, yeah. it, you, you think of it as a as a as a. It's not a. It's not an art. It's a. It's not or even a craft. You know what I mean? Or, or, or uh, uh, you know, just a a workman thing, you know. But it's not, you know. It it, it there's there really is a, um, you know, um, because I've seen those guys like do just minor adjustments themselves to just make sure they're they're hitting something right. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's a creative decision, and that it, and it's 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 vital to the whole. And um, Mateus, you know. you know as well. You've been on a lot of sets,
1: so you know this. And you and your dad worked on the meanest man in Texas and it, it takes a village.
2: It takes a village. It takes a village and a half.
1: Yeah. And you, and you, and I'm going to, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I know for a fact, because we talked about this before, you do have a profound respect for the craft. You really do.
2: I, I, I don't, I don't think I, I would be able to, uh, to do it if I didn't. I think there's, the, it's, it's something you have to respect and you have to cherish and, and you have to, you know if if you're going to commit to commit to it you have to it has to be what you live eat and breathe you know it's not it, when you're starting out and i i i know i know for a fact from you know hearing this from writers writers and actors it is not a glamorous life when you're starting out
1: <laughs>
2: it is it's not all red carpets and pictures and and it rarely it rarely turns out to be that way it's really a, a a gamble and and i i you know i think it it takes a lot of you know courage confidence and respect to be able to put the entirety of yourself into something like that sure. i think i think you know and if look- you don't have respect for the business I don't think you can really be a part of it. I think that's, that's so integral.
1: And, and rock for you as well. I mean, I'm piggybacking on, you know, on, on your career as well as a writer and producer. When you first started out, I'm sure there was uh it was a lot of work for you. Um, yeah. There,
0: there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a huge learning curve. <clears throat> I was, I was lucky enough. I was writing like I was, yeah, anything to break in the business. So I had spec features that I'd written and I had, Spec episodes of TV shows and all of that. And um, there was a, sh- uh, in the mid 80s, um, CBS uh, announced they were going to bring back the Twilight Zone. Uh, mm. And the same year, um, Steven Spielberg had sold to NBC um, ep- uh, Amazing Stories, which was a, also an anthology, mm-hmm. relatively Twilight Zone like. And I'd actually written a couple of, of small spec Twilight Zone esque um, uh, scripts. Um, uh, trying to get them on a show that was on a few years before that, an anthology called Dark Room, which was on ABC, and that was it was basically like like Twilight Zone or Night Gallery, um, but it had James Coburn was the host, oh. who would who would sit, stand in a dark room and you know in, in front of a, a, a you know photograph that was de- in developing you know in kind of form, and he you know do the kind of twilight zone introduction thing and then the picture would form and then they'd do the episode it was basically like twilight zone so i wrote a couple of spec episodes of that and um got it into into the producers but they the show had already been canceled so they said nothing we can do with these Uh, thank you very much and i set them up on the shelf and they were like little half hour scripts and there's not a whole lot you can do with half hour scripts except that a couple of years later along came the new twilight zone and along came amazing stories and so um, submitted them, got them read by, at both both shows, and um, both liked them. And um, the Twilight Zone people called me in for a meeting and, and offered me a you know a staff position Great. on that show. And I so I was I mean, it was the greatest for me who would have been thrilled to work on a hmm. uh, like you know one of those Universal shows from the you know in the eighties like you know like A Team or you know Gosh, or, or yes. any of those I would have been so thrilled to any of those shows yeah. to sell a script to them. I'm suddenly on staff on Twilight Zone, which was, like, the you know, the, the, for me, the greatest of all. And it's um, funny, yeah, it's, too,
1: because I look at old 80s shows sometimes, the repeats and stuff, and it's just, it's it's almost kind of awkward. Because <laughs> it's such a different time. Yeah.
2: No, but that's also, that's such a great example of right person, right time, you know, right, you know, in acting, it's always, for me, it's right actor, right time, right part.
0: You know,
2: and that's something that that's that's, you know, luck is just a combination of of preparation and and um, opportunity.
0: That's so true. It it really but it really is. And you never know when the opportunity is going to come. So you really need to be prepared when I when I, I I mean, I happen to have these two you know scripts that were written for a Twilight Zone like show, but when I submitted them because the Twilight Zone people were thinking of me uh, for a staff position. Um, they wanted to read something else of mine. I think, you know, essentially to see if I was, you know, if I was a one-trick pony. <laughs> and so I had a spec feature that I didn't sell, have never sold. I don't even know where it is now. But <laughs> I had, my agent had something to submit, you know. And I remember one of the producers telling me after he'd hired me, he goes, yeah, I didn't think a whole lot of the spec, you know, a feature, you know. But it was, well, you know, was, was well written, well enough written, and you know, showed that you could, you know, turn turn out 110 pages. You weren't just a, you know, a flash in the pan, right? Um, right. And so, uh yeah. But it, it, if I if if I hadn't had that other backup material, they might have said, okay, we'll buy these, you know, these this this spec, you know, one well, of these spec uh, Twilight Zone episodes from you, Um but we're not going to bring you onto staff, because we're not sure that you can really you know um you know produce um material so yeah so this the whatever the this the spec feature that i spent six months writing which never sold actually was you know really um served its purpose because Good. i had it in hand to, to hand over um you know uh when i needed it so you're you're so spot on that it's you know doing everything you can now to prepare for the moment when you know that the, the big finger <laughs> comes out of the clouds of the sky <laughs> and points to you, and you know it's, you, you better you better know how to tap dance you know? It's like right. you know, yeah, got, so, I know you're spot on.
1: I've got to think as well. And you're, when you're writing this script and you're done, you say to yourself, "You know what? They're going to love this." And then it doesn't work out sometimes that way. So what is that emotion for you? I mean, that's like, I mean, when you
0: go. It's something I've I've finally kind of gotten. it's a really really good question because it's something i finally kind of made you know my peace with but um i have things that i've written that i that i think are the like the best thing i've ever done and some people really like them but for the most part people just kind of scratch their head and, and shrug yeah you know and it's like okay and i i don't you know i i i don't get it but i understand it's lacking something but i don't lose sleep over it and then there's other <laughs> things that i've literally turned in um that i go okay you know i'm ready to tell the studio or the producers or whoever i'm turning into that look look i'm really sorry about this you know read it yeah. and we'll we'll figure out what to do to fix it <laughs> and they and they and they call the next day and are going this is the greatest ever. and it's like wow i go really seriously and and the hardest thing obviously in the, in that scenario is to not go okay well then i guess it's good enough i'm not going to worry about it then it then it becomes you know for me yeah. step two which is don't Damage it, right? But but now make it into something that you feel that you could be um, confident about and proud of and all that. And that's that's a, that's a tough one to do too, because again, it's all outside of your own, you know, perceptions and taste. Um, right. But again, it's all it's all part of the thing, you know. Uh, and I'm sure all writers probably go through this, where you know some of the stuff they they think is great and nobody else does, and then other people other things. They turn in thinking it's it's a disaster, and they get big praise for. It.
1: On the other side, Mateus, you can relate to this. I know you can because you know if you go out on hundred auditions, you don't book mm-hmm. hundred gigs. There is it's there's there's that numbers no, game. You know you,
2: it's 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 funny. Most it's the majority of an actor's life is the word no. Yeah. You know um, it, mm-hmm. it's funny because I was uh, I'm realizing you never look at it, but the world the world of writing and the world of acting is so similar in, in the way that you can give something you're so proud of and it's not gonna it's not gonna compute. It's not gonna hit them the way it hit you because it's all you know it's objective, you know, sure. it's uh people have different opinions on it. So the best you could do is go in as an actor and, and make a strong choice. And if they like it, great. And if they don't, you know.
0: Yeah, what's, t- what's now, tough for an actor too is that th- so often it isn't there. There are things outside of your talent and you're, what you're, what, you know, no, what, I, what you're presenting. It's just your look or you're, you know, He's a little too young for us. He's a little too old for us. He's not quite right. what I had in mind. Or you know, or he or we we we've targeted this other actor for this role and so it's not a match. You know, it's supposed to be a romantic connection and right. they just don't work together that way. Things that are. You know, so so yeah, you 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 may you know um, actually really nail the 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 reading, but you know, but you'll still get a no for some reason that's yeah, completely outside, and, and and you don't always. I assume you know you're not always told. You know what I mean? Yeah, um So you have to worry it's that it's true. not you. Yeah, you gotta have uh, you gotta have rhinoceros skin, you guys. I so I so respect actors, oh, yeah. I can tell you.
2: It's it's also something that that over time you start to realize and it starts to you know weigh less on you. You start to learn that it's not a it's it's hardly ever the best actor that gets the part. It's the best actor for the part.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's yeah. something
2: that eventually starts to sink in to where you know when you're starting out and you're in love with with everything you do or you're really insecure about everything you do and you go in and you're not getting the callbacks. That's something that eats away at you and and after you know a couple of years you start to realize you know there's there's reasons and it's and it's not always what you do you get you do the best that you could do and the rest of it is out of your hands
0: mhm did you start real young were you a kid did you read kid actor at all?
2: i started uh acting at 10 okay so
0: yeah so you made the transition which is awesome cuz that, that that always scares me you know I, you know um kid actors are very protective of you know um, uh, but yeah that's gonna be tough
1: that know. window that, sure. that window is I, very small I, was, I mean it, what was, it was that that window is very small like, it goes real quick yeah, um, yeah. no
2: I uh, I remember um, my parents were always like are you sure this is what you want to do tell us now and I'm like guys this is this is this is what's happening this is
0: mm-hmm. this,
2: this is your life now. <laughs>
0: no, it's your passion. If it's your passion, that's awesome. You also, I think, we're very, very much helped by having parents in the industry. Not that alone, but in the same way that that Ron Howard had, you know, uh, parents and my dad in particular, who was in the industry, um, well, yeah, you know, was, could really help to kind of, you know, uh, uh, show the, you know, the, you know, talk, 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 you through the you right. know, the ups and downs my as parents, opposed to someone who's on the outside. You know,
2: my parents uh, they met in acting school. And eventually, um, they both, you know, uh, didn't end up in that field, but, uh, they, they moved us. We lived in Hawaii for five years. They moved us there to, to get away from the industry. And, uh, and I'm like, nope, nope, that's not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. really.
2: Came back here. I was like little 10 year old, like I'm getting me an agent and I'm going to be uh, an actor, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, but, um, it's just something that again it's it's just that that love and for me it was it was interesting because my dad mostly uh he's just now making his own transition to narrative he had always done documentary production and and directing and show running and that kind of stuff for national geographic and recently he uh he just finally gets to you know live his passion and do narrative, which is amazing because during this whole experience of of starting acting young um he has such a vast knowledge of of film and and uh you know the industry mm-hmm. and just a love for it in general that that was sort of passed down to me on a silver platter was this sort of filmology of of you know at 10 years old you know he made it very clear, and I agreed with it that I should be watching films like citizen kane and and mm-hmm. you know watching james dean's films and and you know all the the films that helped create the industry as it is today and not just focus on you know what's happening now you know I was never i i was on I was on Disney, but you know that was sort of my fun my fun Childhood thing when you know I'd go back and 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 read as much Shakespeare as I could. You know that was always, you know, my my passion was always in those the oldies and and the uh, the the stu- the the trailblazers. And that's that's something that I'm so thankful that I had was you know.
0: Yeah, that's that so smart of it. you because yeah the. The, the the classic uh, my 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 uh, oldest son um went to film school and um you know he uh you know <laughs> i to, i went and spoke to the classes a few times and I was talking to the teacher and he goes oh no we we definitely show the you know the kids um like classic films, but the classics they showed them were didn't didn't precede nineteen fifty and he said <laughs> because I can't really get they won't hook into things that are be, and i'm thinking it's a stinking film school. You know, they should, you know, they should have to watch Andalusian dog, whether, you know, and then have to figure it out, you know, I mean, you know, no, yeah, the... you know um, or, you know, certainly I think Citizen Kane, I think he might've shown him, but, you know, but, but, uh, you know, there was a, 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 it was bereft of like, you know, silent movies or th- anyway, like that sort of thing. So no, I, think that,
2: there's, I think that's, that's missing. That's, there's yeah. sort of this sort of recently, this idea of, of the younger generation, can't handle that. And I was never the brightest in school, but I can I can follow an old film and I can follow Shakespeare and, and it's not I think people underestimate the longevity of films.
0: Yeah. Yeah and, and 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 you need to get them to you know uh drill down and 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 you know and understand Shakespeare and, and you know understand you know why a silent film in its era was as you know, successful and, and how the story was told without dialogue and how that was expressed.
2: Right. For and a that's even,
0: that's, that's super important. important. No, I completely through. agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, where in Maui did you guys live? I'm, I, we love Maui. So I'm, I'm just curious. Oh,
2: sure. We lived in, Ho- uh, we lived in uh,
0: Lahaina. Oh, you yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cheeseburgers in paradise. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's all I have to say. We are almost out of a time.
1: I do want to know what you're up to next. Um, rock. But I also want to mention this as well, and I think I just talked about it before, and my friend mentioned this as well. With the advent of Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, AMC, Sci Fi, the way these shows are distributed, and there are so many of them now, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that the odds have gotten a little bit better for writers, producers, directors, and actors. Is that a fair statement?
0: There's, a, there's over 400 you know original shows on you know the gr- greater tv landscape right now that's a lot that's a lot of shows um and you know streaming services and cable you know provides you with uh, an opportunity to do um you know uh, stories and 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 characters that are really to the absolute extreme so all of that all of that's you know awesome and terrific um but there is just a lot of stuff out there too so You know, um, that, that, that could be tough, but, um, no, I mean, I think that the thing that's, that's, you know, most interesting is so many of these shows, because they're not, you know, um, done, uh, as, as standalone hours, they're not like, like, you know, um, old TV shows on, on network where you had a, you know, the story was completed in, in an hour, but they really are serialized, um. Uh, the prevailing industry you know kind of um, uh, you know catchphrase right now is you know you look at them as a 60 hour movie Hmm. so you look at them as one single entity um, but it's basically 60 hours long which is I mean it translates to six 10 10 episode seasons which is kind of what's you know streaming does 10 episode seasons so you know um, to me that's that's really very appealing um, to look at it as a really kind of a saga um so television allows for that as well um i think um as we wrap up i think the, the big takeaway from from this is based on based on Mateus and my own experience um you, uh, you should start at 10 years old i think is obviously <laughs> i think that's the big takeaway from this is yeah the big takeaway is at 10, yeah. The childhoods yeah 10 I, 10, I, 10 years old is the time to start 11 th- is too it's too late do you still have it's your
1: boy yeah. from uncle script
0: um i'd probably i think i do somewhere maybe yeah. i um yeah boy from uncle was the the spec pilot i you know, when i was a kid man from uncle was on and then girl from uncle <laughs> which is so probably most people don't even know what it is they know the recent movie but um and so as a kid i thought you know they should be there should be a boy from uncle show so that was the spec pilot i wrote um i don't know i probably have it maybe somewhere <laughs> but I, I couldn't it's not like i've got it you know specifically in a file somewhere i'm not that i'm I'm not that organized by I, any stretch I would so. I would,
1: I would, I would uh, pitch it for
0: sure you know uh, <laughs> a boy actually for free form or something I mean yeah. there, there might be a world for that exactly. well it's kind of like what was the movie um, with uh, um, I can't think of the kid actor name um, there was this kid spy movie uh, there's spy kids obviously but there was yeah. another one um, with uh, Munez. what was that oh, oh, oh. Uh, anyway to the, yeah
1: Anything, um, Mateus? You know what that is now.
2: I'm I'm I'm
1: blanking. Okay, I'm blanking.
0: There so, was a spy movie with a okay. kid in it, but anyway, so that yeah.
1: So Rock, what are you working on now? What's coming up next that you could talk about?
0: Um, got a lot of a lot of um. Uh, I did. I, I worked uh, you know on staff on a couple of shows. I had never staffed on any, anything that I hadn't created, and then so. Um, I helped out on V, which was, uh, which was a terrific experience, uh, Revolution, and then uh, Constantine, all were really terrific experiences and and, and um, worked for some great, great folks, um, and it was nice not to have to be the guy in charge uh, for a change, okay. but I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, what I'm, I'm working toward now is getting um, some of, the, of my ongoing, so I'm supervising some, some writers on some stuff um, that I would be showrunner on, and I've got like two or three of my own projects that were um, that we're either pitching or getting out there. Um, And the other thing that I'm, that I'm doing that I, that I'm really quite excited about is I'm uh, doing a, uh, a dramatic podcast, um, which is a a very kind of new open, you know, field. Um, And so it's, it's like writing a radio show, which is, and I love old radio shows. So So, um, it'll be a, it's a 10 episode, um, you know, hour draw, 10 hour, you know, drama. um, That's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of, silence of the lambs kind of you know true detective kind of thing um and uh so uh we're probably going to be recording that uh i'm i'm in the midst of of writing it now and we'll probably be uh producing that in the fall so i'm guessing it'll be on i think first quarter of next year something like that so So, um i
2: love i love all this 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 branching out of of the industry of you know finding different mediums to uh to attack art you know what i mean to attack that <laughs> that's that that idea and it's you know i i love
1: that and everything old is new again and again it's like radio theater but, as as you may know rock i you know i'm working at khts or locally for for many years on and off and still on staff there but i produced hometown radio theater for almost three years and it was uh two hours of you know, old time radio shows on Sunday nights, and I loved doing it. I mean, some of the old and I bet it was really stuff. popular. I bet oh you yeah, a lot of, you know, people yeah, I mean, you it. got a lot of response. I'm sure people. Did. People, did. It's awesome. but I've got, I must have like about four thousand shows in archive, uh, old radio mm-hmm. shows and stuff. So I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, I just did all the uh, the um, the old mystery shows and and what yeah. So it's it's a lot of cool. But so I'm glad you're doing that. I'm. I, it's good to see that come back. That's uh, really yeah, really cool. It's really, that's exciting. We are out of time. I mean this was a phenomenal a phenomenal show and I appreciate uh you coming on Rockney and I know you'll come on again.
0: At hey, some point. You're my good friend, my buddy Thank so. <laughs> been, it's long long. I, time. I love talk, I like, like you and I talk all the time and you know, hang out and um so uh yeah, anytime you want to um put it up on online. I'm 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 there for you. So I will, uh, I will. It was awesome. You guys are great and and mateus was awesome. A, a really good meeting you. I think um uh, very best of luck, and yeah, uh, uh, hopefully we'll we'll get a chance to work together sometime.
1: That'd be phenomenal. Yeah,
0: it really. Would great
1: be. talking to you. Really nice meeting you.
0: All right, yeah, guys. pleasure to be here too. Um, best of luck on everything.
1: M- Mateus, thanks for co-hosting. I appreciate that as well. Of course, You kind of came in and really kind of rescued me, <laughs> at the last minute, and uh, and I appreciate that. I think from now on on the show, guys, we're going to have guest co-hosts as as often as we can to kind of mix it up. And it's very cool. You guys had a lot in common, so it made it very, very easy. made the show uh, run very, very smoothly. Guys, thank you so much. Hang in for just one second. Folks, again, welcome to Conversations. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash conversations, the podcast. That's all one word. And on Twitter, we're at Radio. C-O-N-V-E-R-S radio. Email us, conversepod at gmail.com. Take care. Thanks for listening. This is Conversations. We'll see you soon.